Friends, today I get to share with you on my last Sunday and my last sermon for a while, one of my top five favorite Bible passages from over the past few years. And over those years has reminded me that I am not meant to experience faith alone, but to share it with others. And that that is not easy to do, but that it is necessary for growth of our spiritual emotional, and mental health. And so, friends, let us pray for an enlightenment of our mind and our souls through God's Word today. Dear God, we ask in the name of Jesus that you reveal to us truth that may have been hidden to us previously, and that we would be open to the movement of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Help us, God, to be a church that listens to you through your words on these pages, the actions of others, and in the silence of our minds. Amen. The scripture is Galatians 6, verses 1 through 9. Reading, my friends, if anyone is detected in a transgression... You who have received the Spirit should restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Take care that you yourselves are not tempted. Bear one another's burdens. And in this way you fulfill the law of Christ. For if those who are nothing think they are something, they deceive themselves. All must test their own work. Then that work, rather than their neighbor's work, will become a cause for pride, for all must carry their own loads. Those who are taught the word must share in all good things with their teacher. Do not be deceived, God is not mocked, for you reap whatever you sow. If you sow to your own flesh, you will reap corruption from the flesh. But if you sow to the Spirit, you will reap eternal life from the Spirit. So let us not grow weary in doing what is right, for we will reap at harvest time if we do not give up. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Uncomfortable, strange, scary, weak, and small. These are just some of the words that many people associate with vulnerability. It may be because oftentimes we see displays of being vulnerable met with jokes or deflection and even criticism. On top of that, Christians especially have fallen into a lie that we need to be perfect or pure before God all the time and that we can't come to God or let alone another Christian who might be better than us in our mind until we make ourselves clean. You can call it pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, but I think about it this way. That in our minds often we will say, we made ourselves dirty, we should be able to make ourselves clean. My friends, there's nothing farther from the truth. Our scripture today points to the value of being vulnerable with someone you trust. The first step in this that we are told 
is that we are to be aware of others and of what is going on in their lives. We are called to care, to show an interest in the people around us. It is as simple as that. From there, it's about gently, gently walking with them so that we are both sharing because we must be careful that we don't think that we are the one that knows it all, that we are going to be their Savior, their Messiah to all their problems, so that we do not get too proud to admit when we are wrong or when we are hurting. The best example of this sort of relationship that I could think of in my life came from college. In college, I had two friends that started something that became known as bro time. It was definitely college. Uh, and it started with these two just meeting in their dorm room. And they were just sharing with each other about their life and about their struggles and trying to spur one another on in encouragement and some accountability. And it started to work. And they started to share that with me and our other friends and how it helped them. So, of course, we wanted to join. We wanted to know what that looked like, experience that for ourselves. And very soon, this group that was just two bros meeting in the dorm room turned into over a dozen guys meeting weekly in a house. This was a time when we shared with one another the burdens we carried, and for many of us, we talked about things we had never shared before. Of course, we talked about women, we talked about our struggles with alcohol and drugs. We talked about our struggles with pornography. We shared our past traumas. We talked about what it felt to lose family members and friends in this time. The financial difficulties that we were experiencing being broke college kids. But we also shared in the joys and the successes of our lives building one another up from where they couldn't see that they had grown from before and sharing those things to where they are now. It was powerful. It was something so unique and authentic that it was attractive to some people. But the vulnerability in that group certainly was not for everyone. And bro time, just know, was by no means perfect. This is no utopia model. We messed up in many ways, one of which being that we sometimes were not gentle enough with those that we are walking with. In those times where they needed some correction or accountability, or maybe they just needed a listening ear and not those things. But this did provide a place for our guys to come together in a shared trust to let go of their burdens while taking on the weight of another's which had been spread over the group so that too did not weigh them down. And as I thought back to those times at Virginia Wesleyan University, I used to go to was Virginia Wesleyan College, I think about all the times that I saw a friend cry for the first time or when they shared the hurt that they had carried for far too long how vulnerable they must have felt in that time, I thought. 
But then I realized that I knew exactly how it felt from sharing my own stories and my own struggles in that circle. And oftentimes, though, in the midst of sharing, you would find a pair of eyes. They'd look up at you. And in the midst of your hurts or whatever you were expressing, those eyes would reflect that it's okay to let go and that these people care about you and about what you are saying. And all it took for us to find some freedom from this weight and to find a deeper faith were these conversations held in trust and shared faith. Now I want you, I want you to think about a time when you saw someone being vulnerable around you. We can go with the stereotypical examples and situations of when we saw that stoic father figure or grandfather, mother, whoever it is, that person in your life that you've never seen crack before. I can share mine. I remember the last time I saw, I call my granddaddy, cry was at the last viewing of his wife when she passed away two years ago. And in that time of vulnerability, as he said goodbye, I saw another side to this man who I had only known as living on a farm and working harder than I ever could. A man who would share his emotions up to the point of here. Before the first tear could fall, it would deflect or turn away. But now he displayed this side I had never seen. And it not only gave me a new perspective on him, but a deeper love. And I would venture to guess many of you, if not all of you, have a similar story. Have a similar story when at a vulnerable moment, this person trusted you, whether it was a family member a spouse or a friend. They trusted you and you responded out of gentleness and love and you saw your relationship deepen. Your love would have grown for them as mine did. You've become more patient probably. You would have a better understanding of who they are and where they come from and you care for them in a way you would have never expected. This is what authentic vulnerability can bring to the church. And I want to be clear on what it means to share one another's burdens because it can be misstrewed. First of all, it is always going to be built on trust and confidentiality. A rule that we use during bro time, and I still use it to this day, is we called things in-room and in-group. The first of these being in-room 
means that you are sharing something that you are so raw with that you are not willing to talk about it with anyone outside of this space in this time. For whatever reason it is, no one will bring it up until you bring it up. The second meaning in group means that it's okay to talk about this outside of this time, but within this group only, and that it's okay to go up to them whenever you saw them around campus or at the local Walmart and ask how they're doing. Trust and confidentiality are key. And now this does not have to be a one-on-one thing, but it can be. It does not have to be a group thing, but it can be. I want to show you, share with you also, this is not a therapy session. Not a therapy session in the sense where one person just gets to talk for an hour and the other person just sits there kind of in silence, nodding their head or writing things down. This isn't a one-way exchange. It is also not a replacement for professional therapy. I'm going to repeat this again so that you hear this, so that you are not weighed down too much by another's burdens. This is not a replacement for professional therapy. Even your pastors are not fully equipped to deal with absolutely everything that you tell them. And there have been times where I realized the scope of what I can cover when trying to help someone heal, when sharing with them, when taking on their burdens. And I realize it is best to share it also with another. The value that there is cannot be overlooked in professional help. You see, authentic vulnerability by sharing in one another's burdens comes from a balance in sharing, listening, and discussion of all y'all's sins, joys, struggles, faith, and everything that makes up life. And that time can be a moment or a short conversation with someone who may have just been a stranger a little bit ago. It could be months long with a friend. It could be years with a small group or even a lifelong with your partner or family member or your friend group. And it's not easy to be involved in another person's life, to be so invested for any amount of time. And that is why at the end of our passage today, we are told this. So let us not grow weary in doing what is right, for we will reap at the harvest time if we do not give up. Do not grow weary. Oh, how I wish the bags under my eyes weren't there so I could tell you that this was easy. But truly, friends, doing what is right is rarely easy. And caring for our fellow fellow humans is the right thing to do. Seeing the weariness in their eyes or in their posture or in how they speak. And then having the confidence and the love for them. 
to go deeper into that shallow question in our society of how are you doing? That too often is used as our hello or in passing. It takes effort. It takes love. It takes sacrifice. And it takes vulnerability on both sides. These are all things that Jesus models for us and tells the church that to continue in a healthy way in this life, we must share with one another. We cannot do this alone. An example of this comes from last week and also every first Sunday here at St. Stephen's when we celebrate Holy Communion. Because if you have ever noticed in the liturgy of our communion, we say a confession and a pardon. And I'm going to read it for you. This is how it starts. Now let us confess our sins before God and one another. And this is what we pray. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole hearts. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. We say these words not just to God once a month, but to each other at least once a month. And then we are told after this the good news that Jesus died for us while we were sinners, which means that even the sins we commit when we are Christians, those too are covered. But unfortunately, the shame and the guilt that lies within us for whatever baggage, whatever burden that we have, it starts to draw us into isolation. Because we keep trying, but we never will be able to clean ourselves all the way. It takes us away from faith. Whereas the sharing of our burdens with one another in trust leads to joyful obedience and a deeper faith. The final product of authentic vulnerability can look like this. Being vulnerable by letting go of what weighs you down with someone you trust. And they help you and you help them grow in faith as you both learn more about yourselves, life, and faith. And it is through this vulnerability that you will find more of yourself and be someone who trusts who others trust and find attractive enough to come to share in this authentic vulnerability. So church, do not grow weary of doing the good work of finding a trusting person or community and being willing to put in the hard work of a relationship that is built off of trust 
to develop this authentic vulnerability so that all that are involved are finding themselves freed for this joyful obedience in God, not shame. With this, you will find not just a deeper relationship with that person or that group, but you will find a deeper relationship of faith with God. Do not fall to the lies of what someone has told you before, earlier in life, that being vulnerable is not okay. Being authentically vulnerable is a powerful piece of the church. For how can we be the place of healing without knowing the hurt? Amen.